My name is John, and this is my good buddy Andy, and you're listening to Packers Blitz Podcast. The podcast is hosted by two diehard Packer fans who survived the dark times of Packer football during the 1980s and lived to talk about it. This podcast, hey, we're always dedicated to the greatest fans of all, Packer fans. So, Andy, I'm all right, Packer Blitz fans, we're going to be nice to Andy because Andy watched the Bucks game. The Miami Heat really took it to us. So Andy <laughs> is going to do his best to get through this. And I know he can because he's a professional. But Andy, how are you feeling? <laughs> awful. Just awful, John. Awful. It was a to- total debacle. Total debacle. There we go. Debacle, I, I, people. Pretty much the entire game, Miami was shooting about 58% from the field. 58 percent they kept bringing it up over and over and over again so basically uh the bucks uh, unfortunately didn't show up in the first game getting that home court advantage didn't mean squat and um on top of everything else Giannis got hurt uh, I yeah, guess he has a back. lower back contusion, whatever that means. I'm not sure if it was his <laughs> tailbone or lower back or yeah. both, but he yeah. uh, landed on the floor really hard and had to leave the game. So that uh, did not bode well for the Bucks in the first game. But, yes, there's some more games it's to play, and games uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So. Yeah, trying so, to stay positive, but I finally get to watch oh, a game. I finally get to watch a Bucks game, and they have us have a stinker. So that's okay. It's a seven game series. We're moving on. <laughs> We're talking Packers, but before it's been a weird day, right, Andy? With the weather, <laughs> what's going yes. on? Oh my gosh! So now we're weathermen, but right, yeah. Uh, this may just sound like small talk, but. How about that Wisconsin weather we've been having oh, lately, boy. John? Yeah. Uh, with uh, global warming, Wisconsin's becoming the new Florida. <laughs> yeah, it was For the 80s. people listening out there in Australia, Australia. Canada, uh, Europe, and places unknown, Madison, <laughs> Wisconsin, Wisconsin, <laughs> not Wis, not Wes. Yes, yes. Wis. Wisconsin Wis. is located approximately 1,300 miles due north, northwest of Orlando, Florida. This past week or so, Wisconsin has been experiencing low 80 degree temperatures and lots of sunshine. In April, this normally does not happen very often no. in Wisconsin. So, yes. yeah, record temps this week. It feels temperature-wise like the Packers should be ready already in the <laughs> in summer camp and playing preseason yes. games. Yeah, be training. So, uh, just a quick weather update. So, I wrote that a couple days ago when we pretty much had a week of 80s. And, yeah. uh, but, but today, <laughs> uh, it's currently 33 degrees. So, it dropped yes. about... 50 degrees, and 50 it's snowing. Degrees and snowing. Uh, <laughs> you know, John, it's the Wisconsin frozen weather. Yes, one day, 80 degrees. The next day, 30. Uh, yes, I guess that's why Lambeau Field is called the frozen tundra, even in April. So, so John, any comment about the great weather in Wisconsin that we've been having lately? 
in um, April I mean, uh, earlier this week, but not today. I lived in Wisconsin all my life. Uh, my birthday is coming up, and also your son Zach's birthday. We had to share the same birthday, April 28th. Yeah, happy, uh, happy birthday, birthday coming happy up. Birthday. Well, thank you, buddy. And happy birthday, Zach. Um, it snowed on my birthday about five years ago. I totally remember that. I got up, looked out, went, but it's snowing. <laughs> and my wife was like, ah, that's really weird. I'm like, yeah, but that's Wisconsin weather. So there you go. There's your update for people in Australia and foreign countries who listen to Packers and are Packer fans. Yeah, it's crazy here. So, all right. So, Andy, I know what Zach said, and I know what other Packer fans <laughs> are sick of Aaron Rodgers' trade talk, but we're going to do it anyway. So go ahead, Andy. Yeah, it's been, John, it's basically, this is totally off the cuff, but it, it, we need some yeah, content. There's, there, it's been a few <laughs> weeks. It really, ha a lot really hasn't mm, happened. So, no. um, you know, I, I read a few articles and I'm like, you know, I had some epiphanies. So, you know, we're just going to go for it. We're going to talk a little bit we're more gonna, about, yeah. uh, about the Packers, hey. Aaron Rodgers, and all the stuff that uh, actually hasn't been happening on the trade front that everybody no. wants to find out what's going to happen, what's what's going to be the resolution with that. So, yeah. so before we start, uh, before I start, uh, I just wanted to apologize to all the Packer fans that listen to Packers Blitz. During episode 20, my explanation of the pending trade between the Jets and the Packers uh, for the services of the future NFL Hall of Fame quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, totally sucked. Thus, <laughs> I would like to give a word-for-word -word explanation of the current status of that whole fiasco so I don't royally screw it up again. John, any quick comments on that rant I just gave about last time uh, i know you're trying to make me feel better but i don't think i explained it very well uh, well all all the trade compensation all that stuff but i'm gonna try to right now they're probably going no one understands the trade andy so don't feel bad no one gets it right so, but we're gonna try to explain it in more concise terms so everyone can just say okay Yep, I we're gonna give the, we're gonna drop the status right? word for word right now. Yes. Okay. So, so as of today, as of it. as of today, <laughs> there are several reasons that the trade negotiations between the Packers organization and the Jets front office, and in particular, in particularly owner Woody Johnson are at a standstill. So here is are the reasons for that standstill. Number one, the Jets are saying no, no O to a straight giving up of draft capital, especially a number one pick. That pick or picks would have no contingencies whatsoever. So they, the Jets, look at the Denver Broncos and all of the assets Denver gave up for Russell Wilson. Now, Seattle has Denver's number five pick in the first round because that crash and burned. 
They look at the LA Rams and Matt Stafford's balky elbow. Now Detroit mm. is sitting at number six. Charles Robinson of Yahoo Sports recently reported that Green Bay wants a 2023 second round pick and a 2024 first round pick from New York in exchange for Rodgers. Straight up, no contingencies. The Jets, however, <laughs> don't want to part ways with a first-round pick for a quarterback who may well retire after the 2023 season. The second thing, the second reason, according to Charles Robinson of Yahoo Sports, and I quote, the Jets are a bit worried about giving up the farm for Aaron Rodgers because Aaron went on the Pat McAfee show and said, I'm 90% retired or I was 90% retired when I went into the darkness retreat. I think it scared Woody. And by Woody, he was talking about Woody, the owner for the, the Jets. In, a, in essence, the Jets owner Woody Johnson was a bit put off by Rogers' comments, further complicating trade compensation. Third reason. For weeks, NFL fans have been under the impression that Green Bay is stalling trade talks with New York. While that may be true, the Packers aren't the only guilty party. Number four, four, fourth reason. The trade hasn't materialized due to the Jets having reservations about Rodgers' long-term commitment to their team, the Packers wanting fair and definite trade compensation, and Aaron Rodgers announcing that he wants to play for the Jets last month and then declaring that he was 90% retired at the same time. Rodgers is to blame because of what he said. He really needs to say something to the effect that he will definitely play for the Jets for two more years, period. It really comes back to what John and I said in episode 20 about how Aaron needs a better circle of friends who give him sound advice. Fifth reason or where fifth explanation of where we're at with this whole trade debacle ESPN's Adam Schefter reported this week that both sides appear to be dug in. And that's a quote from Adam. Both sides appear to be dug in. John, it's been fascinating to see how this situation unfolds and finally ends. Hopefully, that was a better explanation of where we are at. Any thoughts, John? Yes, uh, that is a great explanation, and it still makes no sense. Um, thank you for that. Um, so, nope. again, my thing is, I get what the Jets are saying. He might retire next year, but you know what? That's the risk you take. You started to talk to him. You didn't have to. There are other quarterbacks on the market, include, including Kirk Cousins, the Costco hot dog, his contract comes due next year. He's a free agent, okay? So you go to Kirk Cousins. You could have done Derek Carr. You, hey, Lamar Jackson's still out there. There are three guys I just named that you can get 
that is probably going to play mm, three, maybe four more years. When you know Aaron Rodgers has said all along, when I don't feel like playing, I'm done. So Jets, you're to blame on this, okay? Um, and I heard, which is kind of funny, David Bakhtiari, who I love because he, he's so funny. He did uh, uh, went on this one podcast called Bussin' with the Boys. You can listen to it because uh, we love to promote, you know, if it's a good podcast, we love to promote it here on Packers Blitz. And he was absolutely hilarious. He said, oh, it's he was like making fun of Rodgers and saying, ah, it's not our problem anymore. Rodgers is the Jets' problem. But he, you know, he was also talking from the heart and he said, you know, how much he's going to miss him and, you know, how much of a leader he was. And, but he said something, let's make this even worse. <laughs> he said that he believed that the Packers organization would eat Rogers' contract if they had to. Just say, you know what? Okay, I'm out. We're all done here. If that happens, Andy, <laughs> I am literally going to pick you up and we are going to Lambeau Field and we're going to grab Goody and Murphy and kick the crap out of them. Because that would be horrible. But it's going to be that is, secret pack, John. That secret pack that we're going to make. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and being that Murphy, again, who, who's saying the same dumb things, but like Andy and I talked about before, uh, people got to Murphy, I believe, and just said, will you shut up? <laughs> we just tell them it's secret or you don't want to talk about it. or you know. So this whole thing, to me, is ridiculous. For what I think we're going to get that you said, Andy, um, some other Packer Blitz friends have told us, um, we'll be lucky to get a second round pick when everything is done, said and done, which to me is insane that we went through all of this for a second round pick. Like, come on. So, all right, that's it. <laughs> We've explained to people. Well, I, I do have one more. Oh, yeah, no. I do have one more go. thing. Just one more okay, thing. Go so. On. Um, I just got to get it off my chest. Uh, just do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it was a done deal. I really think it was between it, it was. the Jets and the Packers second round pick in 2023, first round pick in 2024. Yep. And then unfortunately, Aaron opened up his big mouth mm. and you know, I really think that's what I've been hearing from mm. sources out there. And I don't have inside sources. I'm not saying that, but I'm telling <laughs> you, I've heard it from enough people now on enough uh, podcasts and programs that, that I listen to that mm. if R Rogers wouldn't have did what he did and said what he did, uh, I think the deal would have already been done. And now that uh, he did, uh, the Jets want some contingencies put in uh, to make sure they get again that 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 value, and they don't want to give up that first round pick in 2024 unless there's contingencies attached to it. And uh, thanks, Aaron. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So we want to tell Aaron right. Rodgers shut to shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> And, yeah, so I'm going to continue yeah. to poke fun a little bit at Aaron. <laughs> and we got a couple more segments coming up that hopefully everybody will enjoy. 
Uh, but well, I read you some articles. Fun of him. Yeah, you already poked yeah. fun of him with making him uh, the bride in the marriage <laughs> from our last episode. Yeah, he was the bride. Correct. He was the bride in the Packer marriage here, and why? Yeah. Like, well, I got I, I got a couple more things, <laughs> right. so we're gonna so let, do that right now. That. Why yeah, not? Let's talk about your ghosted because this is kind of this is very ghosted. Funny this is very good. Okay, I recently uh, read an article about an interview of actors Anna De Armas and Chris Evans about their upcoming movie, Ghosted. The lovely and talented actress Anna De Armas. Yeah, has starred in the Marilyn Monroe biopic, Blonde, Braid uh, Runner 2049, and Knives Out. The actor Chris Evans has portrayed Captain America in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They actually worked together on Knives Out, fantastic movie, by the way, and most recently, The Gray Man, with much success. So, anywho... During that interview about their project, Ghosted, they were asked questions on whether or not they had ever been ghosted or had ever ghosted anyone. Now, I thought that they were talking about actually seeing a ghost or apparition. It <laughs> reminded me of John's other podcast, Dairyland Frights. However... I was totally wrong about what ghosted really means. <laughs> For those who need a refresher on what ghosting is, it's a dating trend where one person just suddenly cuts off all contact and practically disappears. No response, no acknowledgement, and nothing to indicate that they even exist anymore. Hence the name ghosting. Then it struck me. <laughs> the Packers have been ghosted by Aaron Rodgers. And to some extent, Packers Nation has been ghosted by Aaron too. Let me explain myself. Ghosting can be quite psychologically damaging to have someone you were interested in just ditch you and disappear without warning or explanation. And it even happens to famous people too. It even happened to Anna de Armas. Chris no! Evans. Chris <laughs> Evans mentioned that he would rather be ghosted, as you could just assume they maybe changed their number. That's a quote from him. They maybe changed their number and tell sure. yourself there was a breakdown in communication. Mm. Captain America went on to say that at least with ghosting, there was some ambiguity, as he said, ambiguity. Oh, yeah. And it was better than a, this is what he said too, slow tortured drip of a person <laughs> slowly fading away in your life. That person just texts you less and less as it means they want nothing to do with me and there's no mistaking it. Apparently, this is called Caspering. Oh. So named after the Casper the Friendly Ghost titular character. Caspering is a more friendly type of ghosting 
where you steadily fade away instead of dropping off the face of the earth entirely. <laughs> In conclusion, I guess that Aaron Rodgers has already ghosted Mark Murphy and the entire Packers organization. Aaron is currently caspering Packers fans and slowly fading away. John, <laughs> do you think that the Packers organization was ghosted by Aaron Rodgers? Is he still ghosting them? Is it more Caspering? What do you think right. of that one? All right. Any I have thoughts, to do this comments? every podcast. <laughs> I have to have do this every podcast when it comes to Mark Murphy. <laughs> I have people skills. I am good at I dealing with people. Can't because you understand that? Mark Murphy. What the hell is wrong with you people? Um Yes and no. So here's the thing with Aaron Rodgers. He should be a lawyer because uh, when we did our episode with your son, Zach, you know, Zach said, he's so convincing when he's talking to you. He's like, and he's like, well, I, I didn't have my phone. And, you know, my phone was in a shed and I got one bar. And I was like, but remember what we said, Andy? <laughs> he, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers said, look, if you want to, if you just want to move on, just tell me you want to move on. Then I will go to my retreat and I can think about it. And either I'm going to come back and I'm going to go like, yes, I want to play. Can we work this out? Or I'm retired. Let's move on. But again, it's just this passive-aggressive, weird, going back and forth, just somebody do something, right? Because we've all been in there where we, like, have talked to somebody, would it be a friend or, or maybe a distant family member, and they do Casper, right? Where they're just like, hey, let's go out and grab dinner sometime. Like, hey, great, when do you want to do that? Oh, I'll let you know. And you just go, okay, and you get back to them, and you go, hey, uh, I got this Friday open. You open Friday? Uh, I'll let you know. <laughs> this is exactly what's happened with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. We're the guys being ghosted, all Packer fans and Packer Nation. They keep telling us, right? Eh, we'll let you know. Yeah, okay, see ya. And it's ridiculous, all right? Let's just everybody just move on and get this done and take care of it. And the Jets, again, like I said, Hey, Jets fans, you got yourself into this mess, so you get yourself out, all right? So either say, I'm done, we're going to get somebody else, or, you know, <laughs> you just got to say, this is what we're going to do, and we'll take them, whatever that is. So that's it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's super funny, though. I just think it's ridiculous that grown men are acting like this. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Ugh. Well, we're not so, gonna we're we're gonna keep talking about it though. Now, <laughs> let's double yeah, down. We're, let's poke some more fun down, at Aaron. You are tripling we're doubling down, down. On this because yeah, why now, not? Explain to me, explain to me <clears throat> this. You, you kind of yeah. okay. You've convinced me in the past. You have some really good uh, analogies, whatever you want to call them. But yeah. this one, he's a torpedo. <laughs> this is what I want to hear. So please tell me why Aaron Rodgers is a torpedo. I will. Great. John and all you <laughs> Packer fans out there, remember the board game Battleship? If you haven't yes. played it yet, you need to. You really need to. It's Basically, fun. the premise of the game is to torpedo or hit all of your opponent's ships 
multiple times and sync them all. The player that does that wins the game. So, John, fans, what is the line that you are supposed to definitely say when your opponent torpedoes your last ship and sinks it, thus winning the game? John, what's the line? You suck my battleship! Exactly. <laughs> so, bear with me a moment. I want <laughs> to give you that analogy. Give you another analogy. Aaron Rodgers and his comments on the Pat McAfee show were the torpedoes that hit. Mm. The trade between the Packers for draft picks and the Jets for Aaron Rodgers is the battleship. Mm. The Green Bay Packers should be now be saying, you sunk my battleship. <laughs> In essence, Aaron Rodgers has single-handedly torpedoed this trade. John, did you yes. like the game Battleship? Uh, you know, did you like my analogy yeah, there? Yeah, I used to play it. I used to play it. You know, do a little sonar there. Oh, this is that's awesome. I was hoping you had something. Yeah. We go. There's your best. Um, yes, it was a very fun game until they screwed it up and made it electronic. Oh uh, yeah, I remember have that. The, they do. If you go to certain places, you can find the old ones with the pegs and everything. But they made it electronic, and you had to put batteries in it. And I was playing with my uh, my nephew. Uh, years ago with this and like the batteries went out and the board kind of, you know, but still a fun game. That's a good analogy. People, <laughs> I know what you want us to say and be like, okay, can we just move on with this? And yes, we are going to move on to something. Thank you. That's going to be a lot better to talk about. And that is our topic of the week, Packers with Topic of the Week, the top 10 greatest Packers ever. So this is, now we're talking, right, buddy? This is something yes. we can sink our teeth in and be like, no more of this Rogers drama. Yep, we're moving we on from Rogers. Packers. Yes. Uh, maybe in a second. <laughs> well, um, in a po more positive look. Okay, right? so as we, yeah. as we Packer fans all know, the Green Bay Packers have a long rich mm. and illustrious history recently yes. a rod said it was debatable his words debatable mm. whether he was the greatest yeah. packer of all time he was indicating point. that he might be the best of all time well yeah. matt verderami i believe his name is of sports illustrated sure. interviewed a packers historian and a former packers gm and came up with his list of the top 10 Packers to have ever played for the green and gold. And here are his very interesting, very interesting rankings. John, you want me to rally these off? So top yes. 10 Packers starting. Uh, why don't you uh, rattle gonna... them off and then I will, <clears throat> you know, um, chime in. <laughs> okay. In. So at uh, number 10, we're work, working our way up to the number one Packer player of all time. Uh, at number 10, we have defensive end Reggie White. Reggie White, Minister of Defense. 
defense. Yes, the minister of defense. Oh, I glad, I'm glad <laughs> you added that, added that, John. That's awesome. Uh, he was an extremely high-profile free agent to sign with the pack. Mm. That mm -hmm. doesn't happen very often. <laughs> no. Uh, he won Super Bowl 31 with the Packers in 1996, uh, was NFL Defensive Player of the Year for the Packers in 1998, and had 68 and a half sacks with the Pack, with Very the nice. Packers. Overall, a lot more than that. I think he almost broke 100. I think he had like 99 or whatever. But um, And I could be way off on that that figure but he sure. did have a nice oh, hunk okay. of them with the with the packers so yeah uh at number nine quarterback oh Bart just really Star. quick with reggie white just really quick with reggie white i just want to give my greatest moment with reggie white super bowl 31 at the end where he tossed the left tackle of the <laughs> patriots like into like the yep. seats <laughs> signature move and he sacked drew Brees twice yeah. in a row to seal the game yeah that was yeah. I remember that like yesterday. Yes, Andy. I mean some Just of those right tackles could chair. be some of those right tackles could be you know 300, 320. Yeah. He lifted usually him up in that with range. one arm and tossed yeah, him Just tossed him aside like it was a like well they yeah. this is kind of old school but like a rag doll. Just tossed him like it was nothing. Yeah, you know get out he of my nothing. way. He'd get up underneath them and just just pick them up Oof. and toss them to the side. Yeah, incredible the club. power. The club moves, yeah. Nobody, nobody could, nobody could do that except for Reggie. White. He was, well, he was awesome. Howie Long was close. Rest in Howie peace, Long from the Reggie. Raiders. That was supposedly his move, but Reggie White perfected it. And I think Howie Long would agree with me. So, yeah, Howie did a lot of star, bull, bull rushing, nine. though. He was powerful. Oof. He did a lot of bull rushing, but Oof. not like that. Now where he's just tossing people, you know, five five yards to the left so he could get to the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, absolutely. At so number Bart nine, star, number nine, yeah, quarter, quarterback Bart Starr. We're going to talk about this, by the way, because I think that's way not high enough. No, but this is wow. this is the rankings that Sports Illustrated had fans. This is not our rankings. They're wrong. They're wrong. Yeah, and that on this one, I think they're definitely wrong. Uh, because oh, Bart Starr, just one of the most iconic players for the Packers, oh, if not the most iconic player. And yeah. um it didn't matter whether he was a quarterback or not, just a great ambassador ambassador for the game and for the Packers absolutely. franchise. Oh my gosh, I can't I, I don't even know why they put him that high. Yeah. yeah, so he amazing. was uh, Bart was uh, drafted in 1956 in the 17th <laughs> round. Yes, back then they had I don't know how many rounds, but 17th mm. round. Yeah, he played 16 seasons, was league MVP in 1966, and had five titles for Title Town, including Take that, Tom Brady, two, including <laughs> two Super Bowls against uh, the Chiefs. And the Raiders. The Raiders. At so number, eight, I, number eight. Oh, just really quick. I want to tell okay. a really quick story with this. Go right that ahead. I love. Uh, um, so there's this HBO documentary, Lombardi. And it, it, if you, I think it's on YouTube for free now. I'm not really sure. But so this is, this is why I love Bart Starr. So at the height of the Packers' success with Vince Lombardi, 
he was at uh, Bart Starr was at practice, and he wasn't having a great practice. And Vince Lombardi was all over him. He's cussing and Bart Starr out, and all the other players were like, "Ooh, you know, this is not good." So after practice, and this is again what tells you what kind of cojones uh, Bart Starr had. He marches into Vince Lombardi's office. You do not do that, by the way. He marches into the Lombardi's <laughs> office, slams the door, gets in Lombardi's face, and says, don't you ever, ever cuss me out in front of the players again. And Lombardi's like, Whoa, okay. And then he's like, if you have something to say about my play, we do it in private. You got it. And he storms out, right? And he's thinking, Bart Starr goes home that night and he tells his wife, yeah, we're probably going to be gone, so you might as well start packing. And his wife's like, well, why? And he goes, well, kind of chewed out the coach today. And she, she goes, oh, okay. So he go, Bart Starr goes to practice the next morning thinking he's done. They're going to trade him. And so he goes to practice. Everything's okay. And he gets, drops back and he throws this low pass, a really bad pass to Max McGee. And everybody's ready for Vince Lombardi just to lose it. And they all look over at Vince Lombardi, and Vince Lombardi just smiles and just nods his head. <laughs> and Bart Starr goes back to the huddle, and everybody gets in the huddle, and they all turn to Bart Starr, and they go, what did you say to him? He goes, uh, don't worry. We'll be fine, guys. And from that point on, they were a marriage made in heaven. But I just, I just love that story, to see Bart Starr just chew Vince Lombardi's butt off because he was mad at him. So it's a great story. And Bart Starr tells that story uh, up until his passing. And people are like, wow, that's amazing. So that's why I love Bart Starr, too. That takes a lot of guts. <laughs> a lot of guts. Yeah. yeah and Pack Packers fans, Bart Starr seemed to be a really nice guy, too. He <laughs> was seemed... super nice. Guy. Right. So that was like not what he normally would do. That's a little no. bit against the grain for him. Very good. I don't know if that's the right uh, comparison. Yes. But it's not his personality. So. Right. Yeah. So they, <laughs> so sports, sports illustrated had Bart star at number nine, Reggie yeah. white was 10 before I move on. I just wanted to give Reggie a little bit of credit. <laughs> he had 198 sacks there overall. We go. So about a third Bruce of them, Smith, by the way, beat him and, Bruce Smith is the number one sack guy. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a football player for the Giants, Strahan, I think, that beat them both, right? Oh, as no, Strahan sack. beat him in the season, the regular season, oh, for 22 okay. sacks. It. Remember the sack against Brett okay. Favre? Got Brett it. was pissed. Oh, yeah. That's right. Because Brett, Brett just like just settled yeah, down. He just touched him. Okay. Touched him. Yeah. That was a sack. Yeah. Okay. And I figured, Back I figured, well, it. I, I just love Reggie White, by the way. And they said Sports That's Illustrated, right. like, this wasn't like his entire career we were just talking about. It's just with the Packers, yeah, and they had him not. at number 10. Otherwise, he'd be way yep. higher. Uh, for the mm -hmm. NFL, he actually might be in the top 10 for the NFL as well, uh, you sure. know, possibly. Um, so anyway, yeah. while I got this up, he had uh, 1,112 tackles for a defensive <laughs> end. Seriously? <laughs> 1,112 tackles. Holy cow. Uh, 33 forced fumbles, three interceptions, Whoa. and two touchdowns. Okay. So I figured I'd just okay. say that. He was one of the best yeah, yeah, defensive yeah. ends, if best not ever. the best yeah. ever. 
ever. Yeah, people were really surprised. Do respect the to Packers. Bruce Smith, but <laughs> come on, Bruce. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. No. I mean, Reggie was a force, a yes. force to be reckoned with. He was just amazing. Just and he amazing. played in USFL for a little while too. People forget that. He played yeah. in the USFL for like two or three years. Yeah. Plus, so I remember when he got he tore his his one of his hamstrings and he yeah. was still out there playing and still so, producing. Okay. And it was amazing yep. that he was even playing. Because yeah. I, I believe his hamstring Same. was like it, it, I knew it was torn. It might have been like ripped off the bone mm. or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just yeah, incredible was that he didn't play. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're moving on to a different defensive end now at number eight uh the great willie davis willie davis he was uh one of bart's uh defensive teammates played 10 years with green bay made the all-decade team in the 1960s was a nfl hall of famer one of the best pass rushers of his era and a five-time first team all pro he was one of the best defensive players to ever play for the green and gold. So that was Willie Davis. Have any stories about Willie? I don't. No. I saw some clips of him, but yeah, I don't. I don't really well, have too there much was on him. One story with Willie scared, Davis so. that he um, married a white woman, and people got lost their mind. And he was married to this woman oh, for years. I think I heard about this. And yeah, and Vince Lombardi, which is this is this is why I I, I just love the Packers, uh, especially Vince. Even though he wasn't perfect, he like said if any he basically went in, and there were some players grumbling about it in the Packers, and he went in and he told every Packer player, if you have a problem with Willie Davis marrying this woman, you're off my team. And that's what he told. Him. And he wasn't screwing around. Like if anybody would have said something, he would have snapped his fingers and been like, you're gone. Even if it was Paul Horning, who we're going to talk about next, uh, who he loved as a son, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, that was actually, an amazing story to me. Yeah, actually, he, he was, was considered like, by Vince Lombardi to be the best football player he ever coached, yeah, Paul Horning. Yeah. yeah, so running back Paul Horning, he's at number seven. He also played 10 seasons, just like Willie Davis did with the pack. Although he never had a 1,000-yard rushing season. That's kind of, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Didn't know that. Yeah. And he was called the the golden boy. So the golden boy landed at number seven on the list. Interesting. Okay. I think out of all the players, I'm just going to add something, and we'll get into this in a little bit. I think out of the 10... That's probably the one I had the most problem with <laughs> was hmm. Paul Horning. Yeah. Um, and there's been some stories about, you know, Mr. Horning and everything yeah. and rest in peace. Uh, but, you know, I think he's a little bit high on this list. And to be quite honest, I, I don't know if I would have put him on it. Um, but yeah. he's at number, wow. at number seven. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. Uh, so any, any, did you want to say anything about anything about no, Paul Horning? No, the other thing about Paul Horning was this is something that few people know. So Vince Lombardi had a son who he treated like, well, he didn't treat very well. And that's in a book called When Pride Still Mattered, which you go out and get that book. It's written by a Wisconsin writer, and it's uh, Vince Lombardi's biography. 
So he loved, so Vince Lombardi loved Paul Horning so much. He wished he was, he had him as a son and he would blatantly tell people that, Oh, he's my son. And every, and his real son would be like, uh, I'm right here, dad. <laughs> it was like one of those weird and terrible situations where your dad is like, you're not my son. This guy is, but Paul Horning, you know, did some, some cool things he was remember he was um uh was from for gambling he was suspended uh yeah he got caught gambling not on the packers according to him but he got caught for gambling and he was yeah a little bit of a playboy let's just say he, he liked to have a drink or two and a lady or two so eh. he was a womanizer he yes. was so but he, he, so he was a lot on of the athletes field, he was so i'm not yeah yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to be judgmental of him, but yeah, so well, a lot of it's a different yeah. times, different time. So he was called the Golden so, Boy for some, you know, for for a reason. From Notre Dame, <laughs> he was from Notre Dame. Well, but also he had kind of those gold that locks. golden look, that the yeah. golden locks. So he, looking good. you know, yeah. So there They're was a reason good. he was called that. So, <laughs> so Herb so Adderley, move, he's one of my favorite corners ever. He's a hell of a corner. Yep, and he lands at number six. He played the with the uh, Packers from 1961 to 1969. Was he was considered a true shutdown corner and another All Decade Team member. He is widely considered the finest cornerback to ever wear a Packer uniform. And and John, I don't think it's close. I think he actually is. <laughs> um, yeah. But that's more of an, an an indictment on the Packers, mm, you know, yes. not really having like really really stellar cornerbacks. But no, he was a fantastic player. He was so nothing. Great, I'm great not taking player. away from him. He's definitely in the top ten somewhere. Yes, he's definitely. In and the they top have 10. him placed at number Absolutely. six. What Absolutely. else? I agree. Uh, yeah. Great player. Any uh. Herb Adderley stories. No, doing no, great so far, John. That. He was just a straight arrow. Okay, he, there was nothing. Never said anything bad about him. He was always a player that just would show up and and just play. Man, he was just one of those few rare people that kept his mouth shut, kept out of trouble, and just played. So another uh, defensive back at number five, safety Willie Wood. Uh, another great player from the Lombardi area era that uh, played for 12 seasons, phenomenal tackler, eight pro yes. bowls and all pro first team four times. He is widely considered to be the best defensive player on those mm. championship teams. Uh, really a real playmaker, John uh, made plays at opportune times. That's what, uh, great players do in the moment. Yes. So like in the big mm -hmm. games, he made big plays and that's probably why he might be one spot a ahead of Herb Adderley, but yeah. I mean, really you could just neck flip -flop and neck. those two. Yeah. Yeah. They're neck and neck. Um, they're in our, in our book, they're they're They should be uh, <laughs> basically on the same line. I don't know. Yes. They're really two great, uh, great players, all time. Absolutely. Great. So, yes. Um, and any comments about Willie or we're going to nope, move on to number player. four? Great okay. Player. Uh, so at number four, right tackle Forrest Gregg, also a former 
head coach for the Green Bay Packers as well. <laughs> okay, yeah. we won't get into that. But anyway, that. Uh, so Forrest Gregg, uh, you could make a real argument. He could be ranked even higher than what he is at, at four. He mm. played 15 years for the Packers from 1956 mm. to 1970 and made seven first-team All-Pros. Six Shoot. at tackle, one at guard because he had to fill in for somebody because of injure, injury. <laughs> My father, uh, Peter, called him one tough SOB. Yeah. So I figured I'd bring that up. Yes, um, he was. He had a... I don't know what the killer instinct and the killer yeah. uh, mentality sure basically like yeah. like to chew defensive linemen up and spit them out. Uh, so Oof. yeah, just uh, he nah. almost had a defensive player mentality, almost like a Ray yes, Nitschke. Except he was on. Yes, he did. He was on the uh, other side of the <laughs> of the line, yeah. you know, and so he probably would have been a great inside linebacker for so, for somebody. Andy, there's there's a stat to him that few people know, and he, this is why you listen to Packers Blitz. He used to crack face mask with his forearm. He cracked in one season five face mask of the five opponents' face mask. Hmm. <laughs> so that hard plastic, you know, he would come up with his forearm and just slam right in the guy's face and break his face mask. Uh, wow! Yeah. <laughs> That is very oh, interesting, yeah. he holds John. The record for breaking face masks. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, wait a minute. Let me get this straight. Breaking, yes. breaking face masks. Breaking face masks. It, is that even a thing normally? No, I don't think it is. Is it? <laughs> I mean, how no, people... is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, so I guess I was. Watching... I guess my father was right yeah, was... with with calling him one. Oh, yeah. Tough SOB. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you would see wow, people spot in the on 60s. On that one. If you watch go, old Dad. footage, <laughs> yeah, you watch old footage, they'll show players leaving the game and then the equipment guy drilling off the face mask and putting on a new face mask. And you're like, why are they doing that? And then I read an article about it. <laughs> that Forrest Craig would break people's face mask. And I'm like, damn, <laughs> that's what tough SOB. <laughs> yes so at uh number three i'm just gonna say it um uh, my favorite packer quarterback brett Favre. oh come on at number three but that's a topic for another podcast we will do that yeah, yeah. we have we we have to one of these days i mean yes we will. talking to you i do have more of an appreciation for aaron Rodgers. Uh, we've been very blessed. We've had, uh, you know, those two Hall of Fame quarterbacks back to back. But um, my right. personal fave, uh, he came to the Packers via trade with the Atlanta Falcons in 1992. The great GM for the Pack at the time, Ron Wolf, pulled off the mm -hmm. trade of the decade. Yeah, that maybe of all time. <laughs> maybe yes. of all time. Reggie White. Yeah, I was going to write Favre. more things in there for that. You know, Woo. John, I was going to be like, man, that they, is, you know, the Atlanta Falcons, we stole him from them. We, absolutely. And, absolutely. And Ron had to give up a first round pick for him. Yep, and Brett sure was a second round pick 
but he stole him to give up even a first rounder for Brett Favre, considering the state of the franchise at the time. And to Mm -hmm. make such a bold move like that Mm -hmm. uh, was Mm -hmm. just amazing. And boy, did it work out uh, swimmingly for the Packers because we were scuffling, weren't we? (laughs) I think that's the right word for it, John, with finding a quarterback for basically for decades. Um, And, you know, he just, you know, Ron saved us, you know, by pulling off that trade. And I wanted to give a shout out to Jerry Glanville. Uh, he used to be the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons because he did not like Brett very much. And that's no, why that not. trade went through. Okay. So thanks, Jerry. I wasn't going to mention it, but I figured it better too. Better. Jerry, you know. Glan- Jerry Glanville used to call him Mississippi. Like, hey, Mississippi, what are you doing, Mississippi? <laughs> you didn't even call him by his name. You just say, yep. hey, Mississippi. Hey, Mississippi. I'd be like, what a jerk. I'm like, get me out of here. Well, I don't know what he was watching at during practice, no, no uh, but you cannot tell me Brett Favre wasn't Brett Favre when he was throwing to some of those wide receivers and tight ends. You can't tell me so, they couldn't they couldn't have figured out what kind of athlete so he was and what kind of arm he had. I mean, who gives up on a quarterback like that after I think it was only one season? One season, um, and he yeah. didn't he didn't sniff the field. With Glanville as nope. coach, he didn't even play. No, he didn't. Um, I no, forget how uh, many snaps. It wasn't even a dozen. <laughs> so eh, he played. Yeah, he played like a few snaps on a garbage time. He wound up fumbling the ball or something like that. Yeah, it's a, here's a story okay, about yeah, that. It's typical Brett, Brett Favre. Favre, Favre, stuff. Favre. Yeah. So well, I, here's just, a, here's just a before story you do that. that okay, go yeah. ahead. No, okay. So it was super funny. So Brett Favre, you know, had. He was not in the greatest of shape, but he used to come out in pregame because he he knew he was not going to play. And he would throw the football from one end of the field to the other by just flicking his wrist. Like people would like look at it and go, What? (laughs) Like he would literally just stand flat footed, flick his wrist, and throw it into like the stand. From huh. you know back in, in the back end zone. Also, when he would get bored, the re- the like third, fourth string receivers would be like, "Hey, can we practice?" He would throw the football so hard he would break their fingers. So there were these guys yes. who were like third, fourth. They weren't going to make the team anyway. They would come in the training room and be like, "Oh, I broke my finger," and the trainer would be like, "What? What?" what? Why? How did that happen? He goes, "Oh, Brett was screwing around again. He broke my finger." <laughs> so you're going, "Wait a minute! He's throwing the football into the like flicking his wrist. He's breaking fingers. He's a tough sob, and we're just gonna let him go." <laughs> like, wow, Glanville. Yeah. That's why you're not in the NFL, or not for long, as he would like to say that. So that's yeah. just a funny story that I heard. <laughs> Yeah, that is that was. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, so Brett went to two Super Bowls. He won one. Uh, he had three straight MVP seasons from 1995 yeah. to 1997. I wanted to yeah. make sure I added that. But um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna move on to number two. And, My boy. Uh, yeah, your your guy, 
quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Packers Blitz fans, uh, we know everything about him and all of all of his accolades. And and John probably, well, maybe no, would even put him I number one. Number one. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're gonna. If, if you're all right, not talking too much more yeah. about Aaron Rodgers, we're going to move on to number one. And it's not, I'm not yeah, trying to slight Aaron, on. but we've talked about Aaron no, no, no. and nauseum. We, we know, we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's great. All right. He's so great. hold on. He's Before awesome. you get to number one, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Before you get to number one, you need a drum roll or something? I, I have to admit, no, <laughs> no. I have to admit, okay. this is a shocker. I did, I never saw this coming. Um, so without further ado, number one is, who is it, Andy? Yeah. Um, not Aaron Rodgers. Uh, no. S I puts wide receiver, Don Hudson, number one. Wow. Number one Packer of all hmm. time. He spent uh, 11 years with the Packers from 1935 to 1945. Nobody was more dominant at the receiver position during his time. Never has been and never will be. So very dominant player during his time. Uh, Jerry Rice is the greatest receiver ever by any metric. However, Don Hudson essentially created the wide receiver position. And so that's why they had Don Hudson as the number one uh, Packer ever. <laughs> hmm. John, any comments on that? I, I don't know. I was a little bit surprised. You know, it's kind of hard sometimes. To, He's to a hell of a player who... and, you know, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. You got me in that way. So yeah, I so want to that, talk about the I want to talk about the snubs. Is, is that okay, Andy? Yeah. So I just wanted to just Mission. make sure I give Matt uh, Verderami uh, his due, and I hopefully I didn't myrtleize his name. Um, <laughs> that's the list, though, of uh, Packers legendary players, and and his list of the the ten. Uh, do you want me to repeat them quick? Go down the list, or yeah. just we're going to move yeah, just on. Go through the list really quick. Yeah. Okay. So at number ten, Reggie White. Number nine, Bart Starr. Number eight, Willie Davis. Number seven, Paul Horning, the golden boy. At number six, Herb Adderley. At number five, Willie Wood. At number four, we have Forrest Gregg. Number three, the awesome Brett Favre. At number two, Aaron Rodgers. And uh, at hey. number one, Don Hudson. Mm, great player, though. Great okay, player. so yeah, what what changes would you make? Any emissions changes? Yeah. I've got. I mean, I got some things with that. Uh, just discuss now. Yeah. So, first of all, PackersBlitz80 at gmail.com. That's PackersBlitz80 at gmail.com. We want to hear you, Packer fans. You agree with this list? Who you would add? So they left off four players. In my opinion. Okay, okay. I had three, but go I ahead. I had four. Okay. Ray yeah, I'm sure you. Yes. Ray Nitschke. Come yep. on. He was the most, one of the most dominant linebackers ever. Yes. So I don't know. I don't know how that happened. 
Sterling he, he Sharp. He needed some dent needed some dental work though. I think he was missing his two front <laughs> teeth. teeth. He, yeah. He played a championship game with a broken leg. People. That's <laughs> oh my insane. Gosh. Yeah, didn't Jack leg. Youngblood do that for the Rams too? Um uh, broken maybe, leg. I don't know. Okay. Let's Whatever. Okay, this sorry to interrupt. List. Go ahead. It's Just keep talking list. about Ray Nitschke. He's awesome. He is iconic so Ray with Nitschke, the Packers. Ray Nitschke, he, you know, he played with a broken leg. He even had an interception. You can watch the footage of him intercepting the ball on a broken leg and hobbling down the field. Are you people insane? This guy, just a tackling machine. And you yep. forget it. You get in. He used to pick up running backs and slam them down. I mean, he was yes. just football. All right. Yes. So. Yeah. Uh, middle linebacker. Yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, everybody go watch The Longest Yard. He was in that movie. The <laughs> uh, Longest Yard has Burt Reynolds in it. It's Burt Reynolds. It's yeah. fantastic. That movie is yeah. so funny. He's awesome. And we're not talking about the remake of that. No, 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 not the one with Chris Rock and nope. uh, Adam Sandler. No, not no, that one. No. no, we're not talking about that no. one. We're talking about the original longest, the, the original. longest yard. Make sure you watch right, right. that one. Ray Nitschke's in that, and he Woo. is Ray Nitschke. So He's Ray that's Nitschke. all I'm going to say about yeah. that. Make sure so, you watch that. So what's another player? Moving on. Sterling yeah. Sharp. Are you insane? Oh, I, again, yes, 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 yes. Why he's not on this list? I get it. He couldn't <sighs> play. He didn't yes. play as long as these guys. But when he was out there, come on, dominant. Maybe, maybe Jerry Rice and him could go back to back and have some hell of a good, great, great game. Other than that, that's a short list, people. Just go and go on YouTube. Watch his highlights, and you'll go like, why isn't he in the Hall of Fame? His brother is. Even his brother Shannon has said, my brother Sterling needs to be in the Hall of Fame. And he's been telling people for years. And the sports writers out there, if you're listening, put Sterling Sharp in the, in the Hall of Fame. If you don't, you're crazy, and you should lose your job. So that's all I have to say about Sterling Sharp. Yes. <laughs> Anything on that, Andy? No, you're spot on. Love Sterling yeah. Sharp. One thing Jerry would not do is go pancake, you know, go pancake a linebacker. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Sterling could block. Yeah, really. So he Yo, did all, boy. he did everything. Yeah. Not only was he a great route runner, pass catcher, uh, getting off the line, so physical, just Oof. deceptively fast, smart, Oof. everything you would could possibly want in a wide receiver. That was Sterling Sharp. That was just a do dominant player. One of the so best my in his next, position. Yeah. So my next receiver still is dominant, not as big. James Lofton. Come on. Oh, yeah. He was with us in the 80s, you know, before he went to the Bills. Yep. Hall of Famer. He, Hall of Famer. He's yep. in, he was in, in fact, there was a time. This is so, this shows you how much we sucked in the 80s, Packer fans. If you remember, if you're Andy and I's age, James Lofton <laughs> played defense. Yeah, he, he played safety because we were in a game. We had everyone hurt in the backfield, defensive backfield, and we had to switch some guys around, some linebackers. Whatever. He went to the coach, which I believe was Forrest Gregg at the time, and said, I'll play. And Forrest Gregg was like, okay. <laughs> That's like asking today – like asking 
any of these star receivers like Devontae Adams and going, hey, Devontae Adams, go up and play safety. What do you think he's going to say? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not doing that. And people would lose their minds if they saw Devontae Adams out there playing safety. So he, he just did everything he could for the Packers. So why is he not on this list, especially when he broke most of the records at that time? Um, yep. The other the other guy quickly uh, before I forget is you know Donald Driver. I, I think he should be honorable mention because he is the number one receiver for the Packers. He holds the record. I, I don't understand why he's not on there. And he was a seventh round pick. So to make in the NFL from a seventh round pick and wind up winning the Super Bowl and becoming the the receiving yardage guy, uh, you know, to me was leader and, and receiving yards for the Packers. Like, why isn't he on here? I think because he was not the guy that you thought of. He didn't have the talent of Lofton or the speed and power of Sterling Sharp. Um, yeah, so I yeah, just... Plus, plus, he wasn't in the top yeah, probably even five or top right. seven at his position yeah. ever. Yeah, um, exactly. So that's, and then that's part Charles of it, Wood. Oh, my last guy, Charles Woodson. I know <laughs> yeah. we picked him up yeah. for whatever. Yep. Come on. When he was in there, defensive player of the year, Super Bowl champion, he made the Packers, you know, oh, oh my gosh, so much better on defense. It, he made plays that you would be like, how's he doing that? How did he catch that? How did he? How did he know the ball was going to be there? He was just such a student of the game. So those are my guys <laughs> that should be on this list. Yep. Uh, and and then, of course, Aaron Rodgers should be first. He should be number one because by far, in my opinion, he's the most talented, the most the smartest. Uh, just to me, just I will never in my lifetime <laughs> never see another quarterback like that again at, for the Packers. It's just not going to happen. And just, and I've come to peace with that, Andy. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I definitely agree, agree with you with James Lofton. Um, that would mean, you know, uh, I, I love Reggie White. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think yeah. he would probably fall off the list. And I would even maybe even take Corning off of it um, if it were me. Uh, but there, John, there was a safety that we knew and loved uh, that was responsible for the yep. uh, Lambo leap. Yes, sir. Who would, that, who would that be? Leroy Butler. Right. So uh, you know, he was a fantastic, fantastic uh, safety and yeah. one of the best safeties in the, in the NFL oh. for a long time and a great, yes. great Packer, a great um, uh, Packer ambassador. Uh, yep. So, you know, that he would be t probably toward the top. He'd probably be in the top 15, I, I would yeah. guess, maybe, Just, along with Sterling yeah. Sharp. Unfortunately, Sterling's career got cut short. Yeah, uh, I think that's not he had his a, fault. No, you know? nope, yeah, I think he had a neck injury. We, we yes, had, had injury. some players, like we talked about, Nick Collins being one of them, that Nick we just had Collins, some, Arnold you know, Mason. he would have been another uh, NFL yep. Hall of Famer and, Absolutely. and Sterling definitely should be because he was one of should the top be. wide receivers every yep. single year he was he was playing yep and um Absolutely. very productive player and one of the best and yep. uh it's just too bad uh what happened to mm -hmm. him and it's too bad 
what happened to uh, to Nick Collins as well. Uh, the other player, I, I don't know if I would have put him in the top 10, uh, but I did want to mention Jim Taylor, uh, yes. who also was a, he was a fullback. Like, well, you know, yes. he was, they were, fa- we were famous for the sweep, you know, the, yep. the, the, Power the runs where we would sweep. Yep. And, uh, you know, so you had Horning and then you had uh, Jim Taylor. And so Packers all time great uh, as well. Uh, I don't know. I would, I would prefer actually to probably have him in uh, that top 10 instead of Horning myself, Mm. but that's just in my opinion, because I know I've, you know, I would uh, talk with my dad and he loved the old Packer uh, teams. He grew up with them. Yeah. Uh, He would have been in his, you know, twenties, thirties, somewhere in there when he was watching them. But, but anyway, he has a great love for those old Packer teams because they were good. And so yeah. he would tell some stories and, about some of the running backs and whatnot, and and Forrest Gregg, Ray Nitschke, Willie yeah. Wood. You know, a lot of these great players. And he has Jerry a lot of Kramer. Great I mean, Jerry Kramer. Jerry Kramer. That's another too. one. Yeah, he made that block in the ice uh, ice ball to to free yeah. uh, Bart Starr up and get yeah. that sneak. Uh, that was his block that yeah, uh, allowed uh, Bart Starr to to you know, have Oof, that touchdown. So a great yeah, that's stuff, another man. great shout out again. Yeah, there's so many great players. There's so many, you know, it's hard to do a top 10 and, you know, we maybe really might is. have to revisit it this one of these days and maybe yeah. come up with their own top tens. But yes, um, I think they did a good job with the players that they put yeah. in there. Probably be a couple sure. for sure yeah. that I would probably take out. And it pains right. me, John, to no end <laughs> to even be thinking about taking Reggie white out. Uh, because yeah, of what he did to mm. bring the the uh, glory yes. back to the Packers, Absolutely. and we had a defense, John. Like yes. we were good. We like were we good. were really good. Yeah, um, we were and that was one game. of the reasons we won that so- Super Bowl in '96. Yes. Yeah. And we uh, he was game. definitely a main cog on defense. It was him and uh, Leroy Butler. Uh, yes. Those two players. Uh, you know, just stellar, stellar players, and yeah. um, you know, mm. that's that that would pain me to do it, but I would do it. <laughs> I'd probably take yeah. them out of the top ten if it were me. It definitely probably still in the top fifteen, yeah. but um, and then Paul Horning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. So that was a yeah. great discussion. I love it. So let's wrap this episode up. Uh, we okay. thought we were going to have a little mini sode but it's turned into a full episode because we love <laughs> it has. the Packers. And that's fine because I know you love them too out there. So yeah. Andy, wrap it up for us, buddy. What do you think? Yeah, so for John and I, that that was truly a mini-sode, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> it went about double or triple the time I thought it was going to go, John. But th- it's great. Great, great discussions yeah. and everything. I'm glad I was able to redeem myself after the last Packers Blitz podcast where I tried – to explain the Rogers trade compensation and called mm. Matt LaFleur, Mike LaFleur. Uh, John, Oops. that's, that's, that's Matt's brother, right? Matt's brother. <laughs> yeah. So sorry, Packer fans. I, I called him Mike LaFleur instead of Matt. <laughs> um, anyway, Packers fans, if you take anything from this Packers blitz podcast today, make sure that you remember three things. Number one, Aaron Rodgers is Casper the not-so-friendly ghost. Number two, 
Aaron has torpedoed the Green Bay Packers and has sunk their battleship. You sunk my battleship. Number three, Don Hudson is supposedly the greatest Packers mm. player of all time. A-Rod is a close second, a fantastic football player, one who I like to uh, poke fun at. He does bring it upon himself, though. Mm. John and I <laughs> will be doing our 31 picks for the NFL's first round mock draft next week before the NFL draft, which starts on Thursday night, April 27th, one day before John's birthday and one day before my oldest son's birthday, mm. Zach. Yes. Yes. The NFL has 32 teams. However, the Miami Dolphins do not have a pick. They will not have a pick this year as punishment for tampering with Sean Payton and Tom Brady in numerous instances a few years back. Uh, we hate you, Tom Brady. Tom Brady sucks. We, <laughs> <laughs> we love you Packer fans out there all over the world. I love you, buddy. I love you too, buddy. This has been a great show again. Remember, hey, go on Spotify, rate us five stars, subscribe to us so you don't miss an episode. Uh, and hey, we're going to have our pick show coming up here next week, which I'm looking forward to. I love you, buddy. Have a great night. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.